0: That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. From the heart of Appalachia shopping mall near the city that moves mountains you're listening to here that you bubble Go.
1: Greetings.
2: I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum.
1: Wow, you nailed that. That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> so you did gotta, a great oh, job I on that. It
2: though. I can't take full credit for that. I can't take full credit for that because Purple Princess definitely about seven minutes ago, texted me my opening. Was ah. like, everybody's lost an hour of sleep. We all need all the help we can
1: get. I was like, thanks, girl. That is awesome. <laughs> thank you very much, Purple Princess, and thank you very much for the comments. Thank you very much, Double uh, O, for the comments. Good morning, uh, Karma, and everyone else joining us on uh, YouTube, and uh, glad to have you guys here. So, I am feeling a little bit under the weather, so I don't know how long we will go today. We will try to give you at least an hour. That's what she said. Uh, but uh, we are—that's what she said. We uh, we are here, episode one twenty three of Here to Chew Bubblegum. Welcome in, everyone.
2: Can we just hold? On? Can we can we talk about that for a second? Yes. One hundred and twenty three episodes.
1: I was like, damn. <laughs> damn. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this. uh Well, earlier in the week when we talked, I was thinking about uh the podcast in episode 123 and i was like whoa, you know that doesn't seem like it should be that I mean and it's and it's went by fast uh and we've you know got a lot of uh listeners to the podcast and it seems to be growing each week just earlier in the week we added uh saudi arabia we have uh like uh 2% of our listeners are from saudi arabia so <laughs> Oh, one, two, three. I just realized yeah, that
2: that's why I wanted to talk about it. James picked up on it. I, I just because I, I was typing it in the title when I made the yeah. broadcast. <clears throat> I was like, damn, 123 episodes. And then I got thinking about it for a second. And I was like, fuck. What episode did I come in at? And we were like in the 40s. Yeah. Like yeah. My 30s. Maybe yeah. I think it was episode like 39 or yeah. 40 or something like that that I came on.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: I'm like it just it just hit me this morning different.
1: I don't uh, know. It just hit. Oh uh, well, well it does that. You know, and uh as they're mentioning in episode one thirty eight. I I want to uh let you know right now and give you plenty of heads up so I don't drop a bomb on you. The planning of that entire episode with the show format and everything that we, you know, monitor and stuff will be Done by the Queen of the Flock. See, I meant to do it that time. So,
2: what am I doing? Hold on a second. What am I responsible for?
1: Uh, show one thirty-eight. A- the whole episode. The whole entire episode. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> you format it. You come up with a sub. Every single thing. So cool. No because- pressure. No, no. You know because one 130- thirty. Tell people that may not know why is one thirty-eight uh, important to you.
2: So, so it's. So it's not it's not just 138 and this started so oh god wow I haven't talked about this in a while people just it's just a thing now it's just my life um so this started this goes all the way like back to even before the garage days and I just kind of started seeing like this taps into the synchronicities and angel numbers and messages and like guides and stuff like that so this is a little more like woo woo than we usually talk about right but they all have meanings and and messages and they're significant and usually like in the awakening process and when you like first take that that huge deep dive in your spiritual journey, you'll start seeing 1111 and that's usually how it starts. It's actually on the map 1111 and angel numbers and synchronicities and all sorts of shit like that and. My numbers, like they started out at eleven, eleven, ten, ten, twelve, twelve, one, eleven, two, 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 three, right. Like I was getting all of the similar ones. and then it started to change. and it started to be eleven thirty eight and eleven thirty eight is significant to me because that that's the that's the address of my house that I grew up in. Like my dad still lives there that's awesome. yeah, I'm not going to give my address out, but it's eleven thirty eight Rochester, new York. um and well, technically it's not Rochester but that's fine it doesn't matter and <laughs> so so since like for probably fuck three years now it doesn't matter I check out at the gas station I check out at the grocery store I see my notifications pop up on TikTok I see the numbers on a video commenting I just so happen look at it's 813 right now I just so <sighs> happen to check the time on something I pick my phone up it doesn't matter it's 813 Three three 1038 ten thirty-eight, one thirty-eight, eight thirty-one. It does it any combination of those three numbers.
0: You've I got just kind
2: of smile to the universe and say thank you and take it as a sign that I'm on the right fucking path.
1: That is awesome. Um uh, I used to have, yeah, well, I used to be drawn to the number uh 11 for quite uh, I don't know. for, uh, I guess a few years well probably longer than a few years but then it seems like over time that number for me is three you know so
2: three.
1: and i'm not into nascar so and i do know that Dell senior was number three but you know i'm really not into that but uh, uh 44 now i know there has to be some like dictionary or something that Mitchell's oh, there's numbers. several of okay. them. There's
2: several angel number books. You okay. can go online and just type in 44 meaning. Like you can go into you can go into like the the spiritual angel message side. You can get into um I'm gonna fuck the name of this up. Is it Jema- um Demantria? Like the study of numbers. And that's where that's that you start getting into like a different side of the numbers and the meaning of it. And then you like break all the words down. And that's where like the Q Q Anon gets into it right. gets into is it Jamantria is that how you say it Jamanji Jum, no it's not Jamanji no, I know that's the game I we're playing know. right now that we need to stop <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> now uh I, I think that you had it pronounced right uh, when you when you said that, it you know what time. I'm talking about oh though, yeah right? like yeah. You
2: know, a sign of value and then it like breaks down the numbers and the the letters and everything yes James says yes so okay we're good I'm saying it correctly. Okay, thank you. See, well,
1: yes, she is, so. Demontria. There it is. And uh,
2: Sometimes I know what I'm talking about. I might not get the words uh, right, but I know what I'm
1: talking about. uh, There's just some words that I cannot pronounce, and I don't know why, because I used to be able to say them and uh, pronounce them correctly, and it's like I just get tongue-tied.
2: Are there any words that you struggle with just for your whole life that you just cannot say because I have two of them?
1: I I can't remember any. Um when I was younger and I was like in first grade and I was learning to read and stuff, I did have a problem distinguishing and pronouncing it versus hit. And uh, I would all I mean And I knew What it meant But I would pronounce it wrong That's the only one That actually comes to mind uh,
2: Karma and I Both have the same word I cannot say specific. Specific That one Okay Yeah It's specific. And Worcestershire sauce I can't say that one either.
1: Worcestershire sauce Worcestershire sauce <laughs> Worcestershire <Washer>
2: sauce <laughs>
1: That's what she said <laughs> uh, But uh, speaking of karma she was a guest earlier in the week on the latest episode of the flock podcast was. Uh,
2: that
1: was an awesome episode. I love how she did the two camera uh thing when she it's was like
2: like, a lot before like we had a whole we had a whole other like we did that we did a
1: that that was awesome that, that was awesome now uh, let me ask yeah. you a question where you guys worked that up did she have a some kind of software or special uh, board on her end to switch back and forth with the cameras? Okay.
2: No, what we did is I just sent it out like a regular link like I do to you. Yeah. And then just like how when we have guests log in on their phone, she just did that. And then what we ended up doing was I had her go through on her computer is where she gotcha. saw her and her phone was over her products. Right. And so her computer, I had her mute that site because it right. was an echo. Right. Right. So we had to mute that. We had to turn the volume all the way down on that site. And then all of the sound and everything was coming through her phone. That is so the awesome. The other one was just up so that you could see her.
1: Right. That is awesome. I mean, that that's yeah. that was a great episode. Uh, but it seems like every episode is a great episode. And um because I, I I listened until like maybe there might have been like twelve minutes left, less than twelve. My internet at home did what it did here a little bit earlier. And when I logged back on, there was the end credits. I'm like, well, shit. But I went back to where (laughs) I'd left off at and uh, finished it up. But that's great. You did great, Karma. Uh, Love that episode. And everyone, be sure to watch and check out new episodes every Tuesday night at 8 p.m., courtesy of the Flocking Network, exclusively on YouTube. Who will be your guest this week, Rebecca? Rebecca?
2: So we have uh, a longtime Flacker genie coming on and she kind of, uh, the way that I understand it, which is why I want to talk to her about it is she kind of runs and is starting this program for women who are in getting out of and starting over out of narcissistic abusive relationships. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about on Tuesday. That is. And it's like, it's the process of like, leaving the narcissist and like what that even looks like and then it's it's she's big on the um like the for lack of better words I want, almost want to call it like the rehab after right yeah. like getting back on your feet figuring figuring your life out and not having to deal and and be reliant on that because they always there's all these you know things to get out of the relationship, but mm-hmm. it's not how to like restart your life and right. make sure that you're going to be okay and become independent and self-sufficient and reliant. So that's what, that's what we're going to talk about. Oh, I
1: can totally understand that. had uh Let me hook something up real After quick. Here before,
2: there we go. There's a good word for it. Yes.
1: Before we go to uh emails really quick, give me just a moment here. And this, uh, you know, you mentioned that, and for some reason, I have no idea why. Uh, earlier in the week, I actually saved a video that I've never done this before. I've never downloaded a video from TikTok with a, a uh, like a, I guess, learning point or motivational quote or something like that. I've never done that before, but I did earlier in the week. Let me find it here really quick, and some people might, may be like, wow, that's just, you know. But this is, uh, the video is not that long. Uh, it's a little bit over three minutes. So let's see.
3: Are you sending husband, it to okay? me in Telegram? Oh, no, I'm playing, playing it right now, the audio. Oh. Example, treat her husband Okay, number one is that she's always going to be disappointed in you. You're always going to be her disappointment. Nothing you do is ever enough. She's going to nag. She's going to basically over-explain things to you like you're a little child, and you always will feel like you need to please her, like you're never good enough, like you're the problem and everything is your fault. Number two is that she's going to be against you all the time. She's never going to take your side, okay? And she's always going to be skeptical of all of your decisions. In her head, you're...
1: I want to pause that really quick. Now, this is for men and women. She's using men as an example as she's describing uh, the effects of being in a uh, narcissistic uh, relationship and things to look for. So uh, starting it back.
3: Always wrong and she's gonna do this to basically take away your manhood to embarrass you Let's say you guys are repainting your house and you picked a color and before even hearing you out She's already gonna know that you picked the wrong color because nothing you do is ever right nothing you do is ever good enough She's never going to take your side number three You're gonna feel guilty for wanting to be intimate with your own wife Okay, so she's going to say something like not it not right now not again really you want that again Like she's going to make you feel guilty about it, and you're gonna feel like it's your problem. It's your fault You've done something wrong and now she doesn't want you physically. So you're going to feel so isolated and alone in this relationship and she's doing it on purpose. Number four is that this woman's going to prevent you from making friends, especially if these are women friends. She's not going to want you to have any friends because that means you'll have a support system, okay? And she doesn't want that to happen. Now, she might actually call out your friends like, oh, that loser, you're going to hang out with him again. I don't want you to be talking to him. And you're going to distance yourself from those people. And then she might actually manipulate by saying something like, oh, why don't you go hang out with, I don't know, Joe, knowing that you and Joe never had a connection and that friendship is never going to happen there, okay? When you're going to have a problem about one of her friends, then you're being controlling. So you're really dealing with this crazy double standard here. Number five is that this woman lives in this fantasy land where she thinks she could have done better than you and you're going to hear about this all the time where she's going to compare you. Like, I should never have married you. I should have married that guy. He could have done all of this for me and yet I'm with you. Why should I settle for you? Why didn't I listen to my family? You're going to hear this all the time and it's gonna chip away from you so much number six is that she's always gonna try to get back at you not because you did something wrong but because she's blaming you for all of her past past traumas in her head okay so you're gonna turn into her emotional punching bag and she actually is gonna get so vindictive where she might take your credit card and run credit card debt and then when you confront her about it she's gonna say something like well now we're even so she's constantly trying to get back at you for things that she's built up in her head and for her past traumas. for a narcissistic wife the husband is never her partner okay she's constantly on the lookout there is no trust there because she's a broken broken person number seven is that there's always going to be this queen servant dynamic okay so you're gonna have to report to her about everything you know did you wash the dishes what was your paycheck where is the paycheck she's in charge of all the finances it's all about her she doesn't really contribute to the household and when she does she makes it look like such a burden so you're always gonna have this dynamic where it's not husband wife you know queen and king no it's queen and you're her servant number eight is that this woman is going to be a blame shifting expert okay everything that she does wrong she's going to take that and shift it on you and it's going to become your problem and you will believe it you it's your it's all going to be always your fault now i know obviously she's going to be emotionally absent just like any narcissist right so there's going to be zero remorse it's going to be like this soulless person and when you will try to communicate emotions you're going to hear something like this from her okay what do you want from me we're talking how much more can i give you because she doesn't have more to give and number 10, you're gonna hear a lot of threats about her leaving. Okay, she's gonna threaten you with divorce all the time. All the time. So get used to it. There you guys have it. I hope this information is helpful for you. And I will be posting much more detailed video on this content on my YouTube channel. Leave-
1: so uh that's uh pretty much it. And I have no idea why I downloaded that. Uh I think I downloaded Thursday or Friday. It's when I downloaded it. I can't remember exactly. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, as far as you know, the way that she went through the numbers and, you know, because me personally, and I'm asking the audience this, I've seen those traits in people before, lots of them. Uh, what's You guys watching on YouTube, what's your thoughts on that? And while they uh, answer that, uh, Queen, what's your thoughts on, on the video as far as you mentioning narcissism and then me having that for no reason? And your mic is muted.
2: Amateur hour. <laughs> um, I Well, I muted it for the video because I didn't want it anyway. Gotcha. But, um, fuck, I don't remember how I started that. <laughs> what did I just say? I had a brain fart. Um the mic immediate. Yeah. I oh nothing nothing doesn't happen for a not a reason right everything happens for so you obviously like subconsciously that video got saved because of something right popped up on your, yeah. Have, has yeah. your algorithm been doing that too where like oh we yeah it in a, like yeah. drastically switch you're like I was just thinking this like, oh yes God, yes
1: and uh, you know it has been quite refreshing this week that mine's changed <laughs> and there's been other stuff popping up so
2: yeah. As far as like what she said in the video, like, I mean, there's, and I was following along with the comments while the video was going and like the, the distancing of the friends, like, and, and I do agree with James on that too. Like, damn, like that, ooh, there were some flashbacks in that because I've been in past relationships where like now looking back, I can see the entire path of dumpster fires and red flags. You know what I mean? Right. Like I can, I know. I know I, I fucked up. All right. Big time. A lot of times. And, but that, that is the number one thing. Is that, is that isolation? Is that, is that never enough? Is the, you just become this, like this punching bag, but then these, these little moments become so good and you see that and you hang on to that and you just get stuck in this fucking cycle and you start to convince yourself that, oh, this is just how relationships are. Like we're supposed to fight. If we're not fighting then we're not in a relationship. And you just, you you do, you get trapped. And the best, I can remember, oh my God, I used to be in therapy a long time ago. And <laughs> here's some <laughs> personal shit about the queen. But uh, I, I was in a really rough relationship at the time that I was in therapy. And uh, this was a while ago, like back when I still lived in New York. And um, she was like, what's it like? And the best way that I could describe it was that one M song with uh, Rihanna. Uh, is it Love the Way You Lie?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know that song. Yep. That's the that's the best way to describe it. It really is. I mean, there was there was some physical abuse in that relationship, but it was mostly mental and verbal. And that shit that shit fucks you up.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely does. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I I think the mental abuse hurts worse than the physical abuse. You know, I mean, and it may not at first, but I think in the long run, it does. you know, because the physical abuse heals, the mental abuse. If you do heal it, you are very blessed, and please share your secret. But you know, there's stuff that stays with you throughout life with the mental abuse, and I think hey, nice. some somebody narcissistic. That's one of the first things they want to, not necessarily, you know, when you when you first meet them and you're going out and you know you're just starting. If they break up with you, it's because they see that they can't control you. You know, they have you no, know, they, they don't have their hooks in you, so to speak. So.
2: Well, and then there's that whole three month thing, right? Have you heard about the three month thing?
1: Uh, what's that?
2: That I, people can only keep their mask on for three months.
1: Yes. Like yes. I have three heard month that.
2: Mark, people, People's true colors start to show because they can't they can't keep up the facade anymore.
1: Oh, that's that's hundred percent true as well. So, and that's
2: with any that's any relationship. Yeah. That's with any person. Like it's it's three months. You got three months. That's your that's your probation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, hey, that's that's let's see
2: how you are. let's see how you are on month four, month yeah.
1: six. So let's <laughs> push it. I mean, and, and that's you know, that's that's very accurate. Uh, I can attest to that. You know, the three month people do, you know. Sometimes you don't make it three months. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we're going to move on to some listener email. and uh, Both of these uh, people that wrote in this week, it's been a while since they've wrote in. The uh, first one is Planet Nine, and he says, Hello, everyone. It's been a while. been dealing with a lot of stuff. I'm back and better, uh, for now at least. I will take what I can get. Crazy what's been going on in the news, huh? So much going on right now. Almost feels like everything is coming to a head, or at least it's beginning to. What are your all's thoughts, Roswell? Thank you very much, Plant Nine uh, Queen. I'll let you answer that first.
2: Um. Well i i think it I think it ties back to what we were kind of talking about the last couple episodes with like the disclosure and everything like right. that, and tapping into. Remember, we were talking about that uh, documentary that we watched, and the fact that. Like, okay, so if you, so let's, <laughs> hold on, we got to, we got to back up here. <laughs> let's fall. Let's go with the theory that we're not alone here. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not alone. And there are these other governing beings that, you know, it's like, a, it's like a management system. It's like a pyramid, right? Like anything's got to have some sort of flow. Think, you know, from the office, how Dwight had the flow chart. he's like, oh yeah, could just skip right over here and you give me control over everyone. Right. <laughs> But it's these it's these powers that are working with these elites that are trying to keep everything. And the the aliens, these others, they want full disclosure because here's how I view it, is going along with Dolores Cannon's theory of planetary ascension, right? You raise your vibration, it ripples out, it raises other people's vibration and energy, and then it raises the consciousness level of the planet and so on and so forth. So then that ripple effect must also continue out. So as we raise our consciousness level with full disclosure, with understanding everything, with being able to communicate and have intergalactic fucking trade with these beings, we're going to then raise the consciousness level of everything together, but they don't, the elites, they don't want this because they lose their power.
1: That's a great, that's, that's a lot of great points to point out there.
2: So to wrap it back up to the question is, Everything's coming to a head, yeah, it has to be because these contracts are ending, and this information has to come out well it has to
1: and you're you're one hundred percent correct, it does, and hopefully it it will all come out. Um, you know, for the last couple of weeks, if you listen to the podcast, I've not done the news, not because I've you know well I mean there's I'm always rushed for time. But the same thing over and over has just been like uh, UFO news. I mean, which I love talking about UFO news. And if we do the news uh, today, you know, in the end of the show, which we probably will, um, that's all the like news stories that it is, is UFO news. Uh, but I think that everything is coming to a head. And more and more as time goes on, things, you know, we find out more. Hey, the government filmed this in 04. The government filmed this in 2017, you know, and, you know, for years, 70 plus years, aliens don't exist. UFOs don't exist. Going to our government, spending money creating an office specifically for checking out uh, UFOs, UAPs, whatever. So uh, I'm excited about it.
2: And then look at and then look at everybody over these last seventy years because we just watched the Bob Lazar documentary. Like everybody over these last seventy years that has been hunted down and fucking killed yeah. because of their knowledge, right? They're trying to sign because they don't want the truth out because it's going to. It, one of two things is going to happen. Well, or at the same time, both things are going to happen. Is everybody that it's going to be split into two categories, right? So it's going to be it's going to be everybody that's here for it aliens exist we already know i see the ufos we all saw the 20 fucking lights fly through the sky right and then there's going to be these this other group of people that truly do not believe and that information that's going to be the scary part it's not going to be the people going i told you so it's going to be the people that are still hardcore fucking in denial that will not be able to accept that reality because it breaks their internal model of what's of what they think reality is and they're going to lose their fucking mind
1: I think you're correct Uh, That's, you know, and, you know, I thought about disclosure a lot I mean, if it, honestly, if you've watched any television show Or, uh, hey, Brian, good morning from England Thank you very much Uh, You want to go ahead and read his comment real quick, Rebecca? Rebecca
2: Hey, Goose, here in England. Seen reports in the last few days on TV about the Pentagon spokesperson said a mothership is in our solar system sending probes to Earth.
1: Actually, that's one of the news stories that I've got this week. And, uh, you know...
0: You want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, 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 we can talk about that for just a little bit. You know, when you've got the Pentagon, you have a leader at the Pentagon that says a mothership is in our solar system. I mean... Don't discard that report. Check it out just a little bit and form your own opinion, you know, because if you're one of those people like she described earlier, that's just flat out, I'm seeing this, this is happening, I don't believe it. You know, if you have that attitude, then, you know, depending on what happens, if you, I mean, if they do disclose or when they do disclose, I don't think we're going to be, like, fighting them and so forth. I think they will have to make a, uh, a point, and this goes back to what I was originally saying just a few moments ago. If you watched any UFO movies, TV shows, read any books, whatever, you know, back in the 80s, you know, uh, they always seemed to announce, like, When they were showing the news scene or they were announcing an arrival, they're like, you know, well, the city of so-and-so or the state of so-and-so is asking civilians not to go out and fire at these ships. You know, I think they would have to make an announcement for people not to shoot the aliens that are out walking among us.
2: That it cut out like two seconds before you finished that. Are you started. serious?
1: Okay. Those might be the aliens no, that it, are it walking cut. among us. So,
2: <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like, your video started fucking up. It got all splotchy and shit. See,
1: that is that is that is Tony again yeah. at it. Tony, please stop what, you doing, what you're Tony? doing. Um, but, uh, we
2: sound effect. Hey, we yes. need a sound effect to kick Tony out.
1: Okay, let me see what we got here really quick. I got that. Yeah. Uh, or here's
2: my Snoop Dogg effects. Uh,
1: okay, one of those is processed. Four of those, I lost them, and that—that that is a long story. Uh, you it's, lost them? It? It's not my fault. So <laughs> it's not my fault. I actually, not your fault. I actually started to tell you that weeks ago, and uh, I had it on the list, but I just hadn't got around to crossing it oh off my yet. God so, yeah, but i I do have one. I may try to find it if we take a break. Um, did
2: you lose them with the destructions to the moon?
1: How did you know <laughs> how, how did you know? <laughs> oh, uh, but let's see. we were what was I doing going through sound effects okay <laughs> we uh, what about this one when we think Tony's listening? <laughs>
2: Oh, I like that one. You like it? Oh, I like that one, okay. for Tony.
1: Let's see. We also and got here,
2: Tony.
1: Oh, those. I'm going to Where mark you? mark some of these. Uh, let's see. That's the show <laughs> yeah, outro. Awesome. Uh, I like the other one for Tony, like you said. I do. The uh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: and uh, this is the last one, one the uh, rim shot. Then the other stuff, just you know, just oh I'm gonna give so, my... Yes, go ahead.
2: So the so the so we were talking about the news article, and we were talking about the fact of shooting the aliens that live among us, right? right. That's where we were at before your yes. shit started fucking up. Yes.
1: Okay. You know, and, and I just think that you know, in the movies, they made the announcement, you know, please, so and so advises, do not shoot at the ships. You may start a war. and They're going to, have to say, do not shoot the aliens. You know, so.
2: just don't understand why we just like wake up and she's violent
1: like what i have no idea
2: (laughs) why do we automatically assume that everybody is just trying to attack us
1: i think that that will be the people that don't have the attitude of i'm seeing it but i don't believe it." it will eventually come back around to that for violence to you know do whatever and and i think that you know you could have people that Never come back from that. They're permanently in that camp, and those are the people that would not make it in a situation like that and go crazy.
2: I agree. So,
1: um, Okay,
2: next email is yes. from X-Files fan. This might be far-fetched, but has anyone thought it's possible that aliens have, might have destroyed the dinosaurs? After they were wiped out, aliens put humans here? Crazy question, I know. I love your thoughts, Queen and Goose. And thoughts of the YouTube viewers. Thank you for taking the time to read my email.
1: That's a very, very good.
2: we <laughs> were so. Go ahead.
1: When I read that email uh, earlier in the week, uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to use that on Sunday because I've never really thought about that. And uh, I would like to do a little research on that before I uh, had an opinion Yay or nay. But that's that's a very good uh, theory. What about you, uh, Rebecca?
2: I'm just processing okay. for a second. I, so the question, I have to reread it again. Is it possible that the aliens might have wiped out the dinosaurs and then put humans here? So I... <clears throat> In my brain, and I know that I've talked about this before, but like when you say, when I read, when I hear, when we talk about aliens to me is anything that's non human, right? right? Like not of this earth, not of this space. So aliens, spirits, guides, like that's all alien to me. I mean, I also consider everything in the ocean alien. Aliens, because that's that's a whole nother dimension that you're fucking with oh, yeah. right there. Okay. So did they wipe out the dinosaurs? Ah maybe it was were the, maybe it wasn't so much, oh, we're you know what, we're just gonna fucking trash this and start a whole new project, or was it more of like a they were trying to do something and that happened to be the result of it? Oh shit, we fucked up type of deal. Because I don't believe that it wiped out all dinosaurs, and like when we say dinosaur are we just talking about land because if you look at the ocean like those ocean dinosaurs are still very much alive and then you look at crocodiles and alligators and a lot of the reptilians and then you are reptiles not reptilians oops (laughs) and then you know look at fucking chickens for christ's sake tell me that's not a dinosaur (laughs) And now our shit's fucking up again. Oh my god! Do your Tony button. Uh, <laughs> fuck man.
1: Stop it, Tony. <laughs> um, so
2: I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's a crazy question. And then going, I saw another comment up here a little bit ago for I think it was James about the Anunnaki. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like I, I don't, mm, I just, I don't think it was by on purpose.
1: I like a uh, ship messes comment there
2: not far fetched. I saw a thing. Oops. I thought I what the, the fuck happened to it? There it goes. I saw a thing once where a scientist said that the dinosaurs were the greatest and longest science experiment, 70-80 million years long.
1: You know, that's a very interesting theory, and I thank you very much, uh, X-Files fan for writing writing in with that email. Um, I never really thought about that. I'm I'm going to do a do do a little dive on that. Um, yes, Brian the Loch Ness monster. Uh,
2: I think the Loch Ness monster is an eel, and the lake that it's in is a portal.
1: I had I never thought about that being a, being a uh, portal. Um, as far as okay, eel, do you think eel. it would be like a like a? Uh, I guess it would be what a freshwater eel. Do you think it's like just a giant species or? Uh, I used to love
2: it to. Might even be, it might even be a hybrid eel that can that can that can live in in fresh and salt water.
1: Hmm. You know, they actually are seeing that happen in um, alligators. That mm-hmm. they're you know normally they're out you know to you know they're freshwater and they've been spotted on beaches and you know in the sea and um,
2: is it- is it salmon? Yes. That can switch?
1: S- switch. What do you mean?
2: Between salt and freshwater. There's a fish. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is
2: it salmon?
1: Or am I I, th- I think it may be.
2: Um, I, well, someone will correct me in the comments
1: somewhere. Uh, and, uh, but the Loch Ness Monster, we know we're going to have to do a segment on Loch Ness Monster because we've.
2: We are going to have to do Can you make a note on that? We are going to have well, yeah, to do a segment. Yeah. Definitely, on Loch
1: Ness definitely. Um, so I could just
2: use. Find an eel and put a GoPro camera on it and see where it
1: goes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is a great idea. I
2: want to go to Saturn. <laughs> eels Ugh. can do that. Cape Cod eels go through sand and get into fresh ponds.
1: Okay. I knew yeah, it was...
2: Sharks. Uh, sharks. sharks. Yes. Some sharks. Yes, yes, that, yes. yes, that
1: is right. Sharks, what is it? Over the last... Uh, what, what did they say? 30 years is... You're starting to have some freshwater sharks. Yeah. Um, And, yep. So you well, were you were right, back. salmon. So
2: anadrominus. Did I say that right? Anadrom mm-hmm. anadromus. Yes. Bull sharks. <sighs> anadromus. Look at us learning new words today.
1: Could okay. you imagine going to? Now Jaws never bothered me when I was younger, watching it growing up. But could you imagine the the movies? What is it like? Thirty meters down. That one. That just, oh, that was so cringy. That really got to me. That movie's like, that scare the shit out of me because, you know, I think it's could actually be possible. So could you imagine going swimming in a, in a lake and all of a sudden you run into a big bull shark? There was a bull shark in the Tennessee River in 2000. Wow. So. Uh,
2: so are, aren't the bull sharks, though? Like, if you're going to encounter a shark, isn't a bull shark the one that you want to encounter? Aren't
1: they kind of like docile? Is it or that I one a or the, chart? the, the there's the a yeah I was gonna say hammerhead, I think is hammerheads the more. Are pretty, yeah, you know, it is the more okay. chill. Um You have a good day, Jennifer. Uh but I mean, what would you do if if you jumped in a lake or pond and people watching, what would you do and there's there's a shark? I mean,
2: old of you to assume I'm going past my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that shit. Uh-uh. No, no, no. We don't go I dip my toes in the ocean. I will look at the lake. I might even dangle my feet off the dock. We're not jumping in shit. Right. Mm-hmm. No.
0: Uh.
2: Stop. Uh, it's a hard note for exactly the reason you just said. It's not going to happen. I can't see the bottom of it.
1: I'm not going to. There might be. Nope. Something touched my foot. Well, that's like in that movie 30 meters down, there's one scene. And this is out of every movie that I've watched. This this scares me. Because And it's like this comment that Double O made, you know, it's this unknown creature. The thought of the unknown when this lady in this movie is like, you know, she comes to like a drop off, you know. In the ocean where she's at But she sees Like uh, The bottom on the other side You know like what she's on So she can sw- she swims across And when she gets right in the middle There's that one shot That just I mean Because you're looking into blackness And you're swimming That just really like You know makes the hair on the back <laughs> so of my neck stand
2: up. Me, <laughs>
1: So that's just I'm like you I don't I don't think I would get in past my feet And, and so forth But one as close as, as Tennessee In 2008 in River uh, A bull shark And uh, Shipmas had a comment too That that means that they could hatch Also in freshwater So
2: That's what that means Anadromous.
1: Yes There you go See uh, yeah. We'll have to come up with a uh, Well no that one's not good
2: Oh, no, uh, not the cricket. I'm going to have come up with something.
1: Wow. Uh, that was pretty good.
2: So did you know that they put... So I got super stoked. I got super fucking excited. They put... <laughs> they put a soundboard on TikTok Lives. Really? Yeah, so like at the bottom, I have cheer, clap, uh-huh. laugh. There's a kiss. There's a wow. There's a boing. So now I get to fuck with everybody on my live <laughs> soundboard. And then Paul made a fucking comment. He goes, you know... You have a very fancy soundboard that does that on your computer, and I'm like, I'm well aware of what the soundboard can do. Goose and I spent an hour trying to fucking get to work and Ah, didn't. So for now, I'm gonna fuck with the TikTok ones.
1: (laughs) There you go. There you go. I I, again, I have no idea why your soundboard did that and didn't. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But I I, I will get that figured out. Um, In the meantime, I want to thank everyone for sending an email. You can always uh, call, text, or leave a voicemail by calling six zero six three seven three 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 nine six. That's 606-373-3396. Or how can they email us, Rebecca?
2: They can email us at goose at here to chewbubblegum.com or flockingqueen at gmail.com. They can also email our producer shitmess at here to and I have to make a tag for those because I don't have one yet and then um, we also have another email the flock father yes here to bubblegumcom and is he the is he the assistant he's to the, the, the
1: assistant to the producer uh, so. assistant to the producer d- yes there we go uh, but we uh,
2: that
1: out. <laughs> I'll see uh, where was the uh, there we there go, go.
2: huh
1: <laughs> Um, but um we're going to uh do you need to take a break or are you good or Do you want to t-
2: do you wanna take a little you wanna take a like a seven minute
1: break? Sounds good to me. We can take a seven minute break, come back and and, and talk uh quickly. Well not quickly, but we'll talk about uh Chan Thomas and I'll tell you who he was, uh what he did, and we may even you know, we probably won't be able to get through a lot of it today, but we'll get the basic feel for it. But anyway, you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We'll be back in just a moment.
2: Speed is my recital. I think it's very vital to run a rise. Right.
1: Greetings. Hey, everyone. Goose here. If you've not checked out the Flock Podcast, check out what you've been missing.
2: Hi, Flockers. Welcome to the Flock Podcast, which is a little bit of everything brought to you by the Flocking Network. Tonight, we have Ruby, known as it's Crazy Train 88, right? Crazy Train 88. Crazy Train. I change them up. Crazy Train. I okay. Troll me. Numbers. I Crazy yeah. Train with some numbers. All yeah. right. In TikTok and Telegram. And I have been looking forward to a conversation with you. Oh, you're this way. I got to look over here. I've been looking forward to a conversation with you for a very long time. And like, I've gotten little bits and pieces of your journey and to be able to put this whole thing together tonight. I'm, I'm super stoked for this. So I'm, I'm very excited that we get this opportunity and to do it live. Um, I feel a lot of people are going to benefit from this story. I hope they do. We have a very special guest, and I know that some of you flockers have been waiting for this moment.
1: Recently, Bob was on the show.
2: So I have a list of random questions that I want to ask you, and they're like get-to-know-you questions.
1: Bob revealed what he does when he gets home from work.
2: What's the first thing you do after getting home from work? Catch me and you put me in the zoo. I'm the only animal in there that can shit in his
0: hand and throw it at the glass.
1: That's TMI, Bob. Anyway, be sure to check out The Flock Podcast every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. on The Flocky Network, exclusively on YouTube.
2: Are you a horror movie fan? Yeah, I dig horror movies. Are you searching for a great internet horror talk radio show to listen to? Why, sure. That sounds quite spiffy. Then you need to tune in to Deadpit.com. It's the original horror talk radio
0: show. Dead Pit is a show by the fans and for the fans. Uncensored and unbiased opinions of their goal of the show, giving fans honest reviews on new films and vintage classics of the horror genre. Make
2: deadpit.com your number one horror station destination.
0: The bird who has eaten cannot fly with the bird that is hungry. <laughs> Cherish youth, but trust
1: old age. Wisdom comes
3: only when you stop looking for it and start living the life the Creator intended for you.
1: For Here to Chew Bubblegum News, I am Goose. A Pentagon UFO chief says it's possible an alien mothership is in our solar system The Pentagon chief, who turns out to be Sean Kirkpatrick, uh, says that an artificial interstellar object could potentially be a parent craft that releases many small probes during its close passage to Earth. Uh, Kirkpatrick, who was appointed as director of the AARO when it was founded in July 2022, previously served as the chief scientist at the Defense Intelligence Agency's Missile and Space Intelligence Center. Uh, The AARO was established to investigate unidentified objects of interest around military installations, according to a Pentagon press release. Florida is rising in the rankings of UFO sightings, and that has astronomers asking, what's up there? In South Florida, the UFO sightings over the past few weeks have risen drastically. So a local station CBS4's Gabriel Orzola looked into what's going on behind the sightings in the sky. The report says that uh, it could be satellites, the international space stations, or weather balloons. Uh, an official from the South Florida Amateur Astronomers Association, and that was President Steve Lunsberg. Every Sunday, he and hundreds uh, gather in Markham Park with telescopes to look into the night sky. For the most part, most of the UFOs we see can't be explained, uh, he goes on to say. So uh, the group started uh, in 1959, And uh, some of those folks were considered ambassadors to the U.S. Army. UFO of God explores another aspect of the UAP mystery. Millions of people go through life-changing experiences such as battles with illness or a brush with death. Many credit their survival to divine intervention or something beyond themselves. Uh, Chris Bledsoe is one of those persons, and this is his story. Uh, It says, I had just gone through a near-death experience and was so at the end of my road, said Bledsoe. I was thinking about the worst things and crying out all the time. Lord, whoever is up there, somebody hear me, help me, help me. It's all I could do, Uh, Bledsoe continued to say. As his life changed forever during a fishing trip in 2007, Bledsoe says at the time he was very sick with Crohn's disease and his business was struggling to stay uh, afloat. Uh, It says Bledsoe shares the experiences in his new book, UFO of God, which hit store shelves uh, in February. Uh, Its March 1st release date was moved up and and something incredible took place. As the revelations in the book say, the holes in national security and these shoot-downs of a Chinese spy balloon and three other unknown objects identified as UAPs. In Monroe, Connecticut, a man called the police recently to report something he saw strange in the night sky, green and yellow lights. The caller went on to say that the UFO was in the Henny Penny slash Stevenson Lumber area of Route 34, Uh, The call came in at 1.56 a.m. this past Monday. This uh, call was investigated by the Monroe, Connecticut uh, Police Department, and they said no UFO was located. In entertainment news, Jennifer Lawrence's uh, No Hard Feelings looks like a raunchy good time. Sony has released a trailer for her forthcoming movie, No Hard Feelings. In the film, Jennifer Lawrence plays a woman named Maggie who, in order to save her home, takes a job that entails trying to seduce a shy 19-year-old. The already trailer is not safe for work, though that may depend on where you work at. Uh, It opens up with Lawrence having some financial issues before she answers an ad from some helicopter parents looking to bring their son out of his shell. Upon meeting the young man, Percy, who is played by Andrew Feldman at a pet adoption center, she asks him, do you mind if I touch your wiener? As he cradles a dash hound which is also known as a wiener dog. Lawrence is one of the producers, and uh, the film also stars Matthew Broderick in No Hard Feelings Hits Theaters June 23rd. Steven Spielberg revealed the scene that left studio executives appalled. Hollywood icon Steven Spielberg got some rough feedback early in his career with one studio hating his work so much that they brought someone else in to reshoot the entire thing. The three-time Oscar winner told The Late Show host Stephen Colbert uh, about his experience on the TV horror anthology series Night Gallery. This was a series he directed uh, in part one of the episodes and the pilot uh It was then brought back for another segment after the show was picked up. Uh, He said that did not go well. His segment was about 11 minutes long, and he decided to do it mostly entirely as a single camera shot. It was staged, the whole thing, to get it in one shot, he told Colbert. I storyboarded it. I rehearsed it. Everyone was really excited about it. Everyone but the studio bosses. When they saw them on the rushes the next day, they were appalled, he said. Where's the close-up coverage? Where are the -the over-the-shoulder shots? Where are the shots that make it look like a television show? That led to a phone call from an executive uh, who called Spielberg's work one of the most irresponsible experiences I've ever had with a director working for me. The unnamed executive told Spielberg that they were going to reshoot the entire segment, with another director. Spielberg wouldn't name the executive but said that he ran into him about 15 to 20 years later and he said that the man had some very nice things to say about me. And finally this week Rick Flair is full of shit and always has been. WWE veteran slams the nature boy. Rick Flair's recent comments about his 2022 in-ring return were not well received by legendary wrestling booker and manager Dutch Mantel. The Rick Flair's last match event was nominated several times in the Wrestling Observer Annual Awards for the Worst Wrestling Match of 2022. Last week, Flair responded to the award announcements by revealing that he made $300,000 for the show he also told his critics to go fuck themselves. Dutch Mental disliked the way Ric Flair reacted. Flair's last match took place in Nashville, Tennessee on July 31st, 2022, at age 73. He teamed up with his son in law to defeat Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Dutch Mental believes fans have every right to vote the Nature Boys match as one of the worst of 2022. WWE Hall of Famer Greg The Hammer Valentine, 71, recently said that he would like to have one last match against Ric Flair. For Here to Chew Bubblegum News, I am Goose.
3: She's been called crazy. She's been called a cult leader. We call her Rebecca. And you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Cause
2: I was a highwayman Along the coach roads I did right Sword and pistol by my side Many young maidens lost their balls to my trade Many
1: soldiers And welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We're here. Yes, we are, and uh, this is... Turned out to be a great show. I've I've really enjoyed this. Um,
2: Let's be honest. Let's be honest for a second. Okay. Can we just can we just be honest and just own our shit. <clears throat> All our shows are great.
1: Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And uh, I, yes, they are. So, little little slow on the buttons today, uh, but uh, I just love it when I go off track and then I start. But it comes back around, and I just feel like a good flow is going today. Um, let's see. We're going to talk uh, about Thomas Chan. He was an electrical engineer, psychic, author, and, uh, okay, you said any words I couldn't pronounce, UFOologist. You Ufologist. Th- yes, there we go. One so, word, ufology. Yes, and I sent you his t- uh, picture in telegram. If you do not, you did, you mind did, and I am, up.
2: I am pulling it up right now. Great okay. minds think alike. There <laughs> we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. So. Okay. Yeah.
1: Now, uh, he was born. His, his name is uh, Chancey Chan Powers Thomas, and he was born in 1920, February 15th, 1920. He passed away in, on February 14th, 1998. Um, for those of you that may have heard this, it's kind of, well, it's true, but it's not true like a lot of people claim. Uh, Mr. Chan Thomas had wrote a book in uh, 1965 that was published and it was banned by the CIA. And in the book, Adam and Eve, the Adam and Eve story, it talked about uh, cataclysmic global shifts in the Earth's electromagnetic field and the increase in the... Uh, let's see, well, I lost my train of, The increase in the speed of, cr- of the crust moving towards a continental drift. If you buy into the uh what is it global warming and you think that the ice caps are melting and so forth, I'm sure you you know you'll be tend to agree with him on that. And it has been proven that, you know, what was the uh the one continent, the supercontinent that me and you've talked about before? Pangea? Yes. The one before that, the original one, uh do you know what that is? Uh Mu, MU. So, and Is
2: that it mu
1: yes mu oh and uh, I just that- think
2: it's interesting that the core the core mantle it looks like it looks like the flat Earth map. That's immediately where I went.
1: Hmm. I had never thought about
2: that. It's the flat Earth map. So look at yeah. There's the flat Earth, and then there's the ice wall, and okay. then there's the outer extra lands.
1: Wow. I. I, that's, that's a very, very great point um, Let's see We got some comments Double uh, O says the magnetic field collapse And reversal is going to be scary But it's survivable Yes, it is uh, Survivable People, you know Claim that they can uh, survive But in the book The Adam and Eve story He talks about that He talks about uh, A few other subjects That, you know Makes you you could you can get the picture that he's painting in your mind that, you know, the, the continents have drifted apart because if you match them up, like, you know, they all fit together like a puzzle. Um, again, this book was banned by the CIA in 1965. It was unbanned in uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. So quite a while. Um, some people think, and there's actually a link. You've already clicked on it. Good deal. Um... You know, some people claim that the actual book was 280-some pages and that the CIA only released 57 that they said, quote, was uh, desensitized. Then you would think, wow, you know, the actual book was 57 pages. There was no, you know, 200 and some. Um, But...
2: Every story has a fucking flood story. Every single oh, one yeah. of them. Well see, and, and <laughs> that's and, and that's
1: something I noticed too when I
2: it just proves the monomyth. That's all it does. It proves the monomyth with Joseph Campbell and the Hero's journey. I'm oh, just yeah. scrolling. There's the great so, floods. Um I did I did drop a comment, but I did post this in the uh, flocking lives chat if anybody does want to actually read it, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read this live.
1: They, yeah, yeah, we'll be here a while. But I mean there's some really good information in that. And some people claim that they banned it because it predicted the the uh, end of the world. Well, you know, it did. It gave a uh, it gave the year two thousand. Well, that that came and went. You know, nothing happened. But they claim in this book, and again, he wrote this in sixty five. That when you look at stuff that had happened before, they were way overdue in the past. And you know, according to that. You know, they could be off by 600 years. So it's just a really fascinating book. Again, some people think that, you know, it was banned because of the information it had in it. It was actually banned because uh, Mr. Chan Thomas uh, actually worked for the, uh, let's see, what is it? The Douglas, uh, McDonnell Douglas. He worked for them in the 1950s. And uh, he worked there until the late 60s, and he worked on advanced uh, weapons concepts, uh, R&D team, and UFO projects is what he worked on. That's the actual reason that it was banned is because uh, when he left uh, McDonnell Douglas in the 60s, you know, they were scared with what he might talk about with the information that he had. So they went in his office and what, you know, he'd left and so forth. They just, you know, classified all of it. And that's why the book was actually classified. So, uh, but the guy, Chan Thomas, he's, you know, and I'll touch base on this briefly, but he's, I mean, you know, he claims to be a psychic. He's, you know, from the research I did on him and I did you know, quite lengthy research, he's really notable for his time, for his time, for being knowledgeable about UFOs and wanting disclosure and being straightforward and so forth.
2: Oh, look, it even mentions the Book of the Dead and the Perry Reese map.
1: Yes, it does. Yes, it
2: does. Uh, So I have a question for you, and this might be a little off topic, but this is where my brain first went when I read over um, the show notes and the stuff that you had sent Uh me, is Chan Thomas... Um, is so if we're tapping back into the Q stuff for a second, the four chain, yeah, and it was C H A N. It was spelled like that. Oh, so is that is that any correlation? I, I,
1: that's I, you know, no one has ever mentioned that in any of the uh, places that I, you know, visited and and read and saw video and so forth. No one. That was never mentioned, but that is a...
2: That's just immediately where my brain went with it, was the four change. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, and that would explain, you know, people describe Chan personally as someone that was really hard to get along with. Uh, you know, that he was arrogant and he was just really hard to get along with. So they, you know, they had to have him at McDonnell Douglas, so they never got rid of him, you know, because he had to be there. But uh, he's made other claims. Um, let's see. He, you know, is a UFO researcher. Uh, he worked after he left, uh, and did, you know, he did work for McDonnell Douglas, an aerospace company, uh, up until the 60s. Uh, his book, now this was a different book that he wrote. I think it was in the Prelude or something. Uh, But he claims that Jesus lived in India for several years, not mentioned in the Bible, and he also claims that Jesus was abducted by UFOs after his death by crucifixion. Uh, And he says that the Genesis story is actually true and a parable uh, about the collapse of the previous civilization in an extinction event before Noah's flood, which ties into the... You know, that's one of the things that's going to happen after the continents, you know, flip and the electromagnetic and all that stuff. So, I mean, he's a very interesting character, and we will, I'm sorry we had to rush through it, but we will definitely talk about him some more. Uh, just the part of him being psychic and having ESP, and that just fascinates me in itself.
2: I, I like this quote at the end of the book. It's on the last page. A little bit of knowledge can be a dangerous thing, or it can be a vibrant seed, giving rise to verdant forests and awakening sleeping giants.
1: I like that. I like that a lot.
2: Fun fact: Shitmass says uh, a lot of things happened that day. Six twenty four thirteen. Which is is this the date that's on here? Is that what's is that what you're?
1: Yeah, well, that yep. yeah that, that's a, yeah that's the date the CIA declassified it. Um, what else happened on that day? Uh, just to see, you know, what was going on How it correlated and and so forth um, Does anybody, while we're waiting on her to uh, message back Does anybody have any um, topics that they want to mention That we could discuss before we move on to segment three and so forth If you do have those topics, you know, we're typing them out now Um
2: I 100% believe in giants, like 100%. There's no way there wasn't, and like I'm, I'm here for the theory that like, because Bax's comment made me think of it with the trees, is. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to not get distracted with the trees, with the trees, and oh, the, the flat, plateau mountains, hills, right? Like yeah. those are cut, those are cut down, fossilized. Uh, petrified trees and like the stones and shit that look like animals and like the sleeping woman and all that stuff. Like I'm here for I'm here for the giants. There's no way there's not. Otherwise the the Smithsonian yes. wouldn't be hiding the fucking evidence. Because we watched a whole documentary on that shit too. <laughs> right. um, but one of the th- one of the other things that happened on six twenty four thirteen is that Snowden's request for asylum from Ecuador happened.
1: Oh, see, that's, that's interesting Two, in, in itself right there.
2: The former Italian prime minister, Silvio, first, uh, fuck, I messed it up, is found guilty of paying an underage prostitute.
1: Hmm. They, uh, but, you know, it, it's funny when you have stuff like that, you know, come out, you have the, the cover-up stories, so... Um again we will be talking about Chan Thomas later, and uh did anyone let's see I thought somebody asked, let me flip back up here Uh
2: shortly after that is when the Smith Monitor Mon- Moder- Modernization Act passed
1: Tell us just a little bit about that because I have I have I come across that but I don't remember what that act was about Um if you could share yeah, that with us it, really right. quick
2: uh, three, Alan Myers, American rock drummer, dies of cancer at 58. Ah. Uh-huh. S is just dropping all sorts of facts that, <sighs> that happened on 6, 6 13.
1: And that is why she is the producer and has an assistant to the producer, flock father. Um,
2: <laughs> assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> assistant regional manager to the Yes. Yeah. I have my I have an office cup today. Oh, uh-huh. this, this is probably one of my favorite episodes. Is when um, Jim goes to the other office and he steals Dwight's stationery. Yeah. and sends him faxes from, from himself, the future. From the yes, theater, and he says that the coffee is poisoned. And that's my cup. It says, "Do not drink the coffee, cordially, Future Dwight."
1: <laughs> oh, that that is funny.
2: Over well, giants, so though, hundred feet or ten feet. <sighs> ten feet is all we found, but. But that doesn't mean that larger giants don't exist and that they've just been covering shit up or fudging the numbers. I mean, that goes into a whole thing, too, if you really want to look into it. Shimus and I have actually had these conversations about the fudging of the numbers and the fact that time doesn't exist and our entire history has been fabricated and years. Of it. It's like they're fudging. It's like they're fudging blanks on a resume. Like you got to fill that dead space. Right. So if the ones were really I's or J's, because if you look at some of these old dates on shit, there's dots above those ones. Like they weren't ones. We just made them ones.
0: Right.
2: It goes into this whole theory. Like we're not even in the year that we're, that they say that we're in. It's just, it's a very long, deep rabbit hole.
1: Oh, uh, let's see. (laughs) On that note. I mean, you know, right on there. Double O had to come back and told us.
2: it, it it's an act that makes it legal for US government to propagandize its citizens.
1: Oh.
2: Propagandize. God damn, yeah. we're learning all the words today. Yes,
1: we are. Huh. Uh, go ahead with well, uh Rebecca, I'll let you answer that one first. What? What he, what he said there the uh you know, the act he he wanted to know our thoughts. Um, I think, didn't you double O no, on? No, that? Oh, it was, okay. No, no.
2: It, was, it was shortly after that. Oh, trial, okay. Gotcha. That's what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. And then Shitma said uh, 1901, Pablo Picasso's first major exposition, exposition huh. was displayed in Paris. To 1948, the Soviet Union blockaded West Berlin. 2010, Australia elected its first woman prime minister, Julia Gillard. Hmm. Those are just things that happened on that date, not 2013, though
1: um but uh segment three the question of the week rebecca take it away
2: okay so the question of the week last week i have this pulled out look i'm on my shit this morning was what are the advantages of being a generalist as opposed to a specialist so if anybody is new here the question of the week i drop on tiktok um, and I go through and I read some of or all of the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, there's quite a few this week. So what are the advantages of being a generalist as opposed to a specialist? Adaptability. For so many different ways to think and approach problems, cross-application of knowledge leads to innovation, and kick-ass trivia games.
1: Oh, I like it. one.
2: One versus several. Knowing a lot instead of a lot about one thing. Jack of all trades, master of none. Um, with the full quote. Being good at a lot is better than being great at only one. There's a couple different variations of that that were dropped in, that were dropped in the chat. A generalist will have an open mind. A specialist will see only one direction of opinion. Um, you have a more balanced perspective. More rounded humans. A generalist doesn't particularly operate from ego. A generalist will send someone to a specialist. Generally speaking, a generalist is best.
1: Oh, some great comments. Ex- <laughs> great comments.
2: You get exposed to people from all walks of life and it helps you see that we're all human. So that was what are some advantages of being a generalist as opposed to a specialist. And I I completely agree. I would rather know and be exposed and learn about a whole bunch, which is what I fucking do, but learn about a whole bunch of different things and kind of see where all that takes me and take, take what resonates and, and leave the rest and, you know, take what works for me and apply that into my own, my own thing. Right. And kind of just, it comes this like melting pot of information. And And I uh, go back, I go back to my original, my original statement that I've that I've hung on to for a while is that if you can't argue both sides then your opinion is uneducated, if you're not going to take the time to actually look at the dispute, if you can't properly argue the opposite side of whatever opinion that it is, then do you really believe in that? Or are you just following along with, with whatever the main, the main thing is? So the question for this week
1: Wait, 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 one second before you do that. Uh, We had Luke Fugit drop in. Welcome, Luke. Um, He said, hello, great show. Been too too busy to comment, but been listening. Luke, meet James. James, meet Luke. Get to work, guys, on the time machine. Um, Okay, Rebecca, the question of the week this week.
2: We need a daily double sound effect for question of the week. Dustin says. I
1: will. I will try to find it, it one of those. I have
2: a sound, a soundboard quest this week.
1: Hey, I can I can definitely try to find
2: those. Um, so the question of the week this week is: Oh Jesus Christ! My sticky note stuck to my mat. Is are humans more controlled by society than they realize?
1: That is a great question of the week too. Uh, I really like that.
2: So I will be dropping a video for that at some point in time.
1: And be sure to uh, uh, check that out. And, uh, <laughs> and he was waiting. <laughs> yes, yes, I was. So I've got that. And uh, our TikToker of the week this week was picked by our producer, Shipmass, and she picks. To a Patriot Mama, as our Here to Chew Bubblegum TikToker of the
2: Week. That's the one woman that gets banned more than I fucking know. So here's the fun story about <laughs> to a patriot mama. I'm sitting here one night, and so uh, to a patriot mama and I are on are on a on a level, right? right? We we talk, we we text and stuff like that. Like we have each other's numbers. And she just calls me out of the blue one night, and that's a number that you you don't ignore, right? Because she never fucking calls me. So like when she calls me, I answer. And so she calls me. She goes, "Hi, Rebecca." I go, "Hi." She goes, "Um, I'm on my podcast right now, and I'm arguing with OEF about flatters." She goes, "So I'm gonna unmute and bring you on real quick." I'm like, "Jesus." i'm thinking there's like some drastic emergency that i gotta like be prepared for no i gotta come on air and argue about flat earth so that was my that's just my funny story that's what happened
1: (laughs) oh again everyone be sure to uh check out like share follow show some love and support to uh To a Patriot Mama on TikTok, our TikToker of the Week. I want to say a very special thanks to our producer, Ship Miss. She does a lot of great things behind the scene, humbly. Thank you, thank you very much. And I want to thank the assistant to the producer, the Flock Father. Be sure to check out the Flock Podcast every Tuesday at 8 p.m. on YouTube. And uh, check out the Flocking Network on YouTube. And Rebecca Short on TikTok at Flocking Queen. That'll do it for this week, but remember, we all have a voice. If we stand together, we can make the world a better place. We'll see you next week, and until then, so long for now.
2: Maybe I'm not leaving. Maybe I'm just going home.
1: Thanks for listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. You can always call, text, or leave a voicemail for Here to Chew Bubblegum at 606-373-3396. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know.